Get <laughs> Yes, it is Friday. In fact, it's the last Friday of November. And do you know what that means? In our house, it's the weekend that you're allowed to start putting up Christmas decorations. Of course, all the shopping centres have done it for the last six months. But before we head off into the weekend, we're bringing back two OGs to the Friday quiz this week to squeeze out some laughs from the week that was first up. She's bringing some big boomer energy in. She's the podcasting queen who's looking to stitch up our wasteful ways. Please put your hands together, clap at your radio and internet streams. It is Veronica Milsom. Hey, that was my pump-up song during the whole of lockdown. We would play it every single day, our family, and just dance in the kitchen. It's this. It's the, is it the song that you do CPR to? Or that's Staying Alive? Yeah, that's Staying Alive. Uh-huh. I reckon people don't know that. It's one of the Bee Gees quiet classics. You win again. Mm. A harbinger of things to come, perhaps also in the Friday quiz tonight. Yes, he's the man who almost pulled off a bit of magic at the last federal election, <laughs> but he's turned his life well around, really. He's repented for those sins, <laughs> returning to broadcasting, writing, and of course, he's the comedy baron, Alex Dyson. G'day there. I, I do hope the laughs are flowing like a fountain today and we're not having to squeeze them uh, like blood from a stone. Uh, hopefully they're up flowing freely, yes. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> now, V, you're uh, in between, well, you've got a lot of podcasts, don't you? How many podcasts have you got now? Yeah, I'm Can you check your wallet? How many podcasts have you got? <laughs> I'm not as many as Mark Fennell, but I'm working towards it. Uh, he's Mr. Podcast. Actually, I'm... I, I want to ask you about Reef School. Oh, yeah. So how does this work? You pretend to be a manta ray and go inside the mind of a manta ray and yeah. give it a voice. So, I mean, Reef School isn't one of my podcasts. It's one of my TV shows, TV which shows. is fun. So this is for ABC Kids. It came out just last week. Emma Wiggle is the narrator. Tony Armstrong, everyone's favourite guy. He's the lead turtle. and it's the, the lead turtle. turtle. Yeah, turtle. Cool. What do you play? The manta ray? No. I play just like whatever I want additional characters. I couldn't get any lead roles despite having uh, <laughs> written the entire thing. Are you like... So uh, you, you're a, a marinara of characters yeah, uh, there, Veronica. Sure. Are you like uh, in the, the school play, you're the tree or you're the coral in the background <laughs> like this? Exactly. Swaying there gently. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a fun show. If you haven't seen it yet, look at it on iView. Uh, it's for preschoolers. I'll just give you a hand up. <laughs> that's so. all we watch in our house these days. Exactly, so. yeah. Three to six-year-olds, if that's you and you're listening, you'll be into it. I'm guaranteeing that I will watch it so much that I hate it, yeah. like Frozen <laughs> or anything else that we watch in our house. And Alex, amongst your podcasting and electioneering, I understand you've returned from the US of A. You went to some pretty nice places, Grand Canyon National Park. Although, what did you find in this hot, dry and dusty place? I tell you what, the red rocks of Arizona mystically disappeared as I rolled rolled in with my little camper van to the Grand Canyon. Uh, Yeah, it was snowing when I got there. Mm. Uh, Fog everywhere. Couldn't see the large, large hole in front of me. But um, yeah, luckily the next morning went back for a little peek and was able to take in the majesty without sort of, yeah, looking into a a blizzard. (laughs) Fun fact, do you know how many Grand Canyons would fit inside the Grand Canyon? What? You don't know. You must have to look this up. Is this something you know? 
who am I, is this Rump, Rumpelstiltskin I'm talking to right now? What, what sort of riddle is this? Is this our first question? Do I buzz in? Just, just my one. Name? Just the one. <laughs> I mean, it's used as the, like the sort of meter stick for everything else, but that is in exactly one Grand Canyon, did you know? Oh. It's in the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. Okay. More if you sort of squeeze them in and pack them vertically. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, if I fit a bowl into a bowl, there'd still be a little overhang. So I reckon 90% of a Grand Canyon would fit in the Grand Canyon. Well, baby, uh, just out early with the points before we even start. No. The rules. The rules. Are loose, but, are they? Let me get to the rules. They're very, very loose. Uh, you might get a chance to steal an answer. Only when I'd say it's okay. Uh, there are no buzzers. I decide the points. Veronica Milsom, mm. a question for you about the Canberra bubble, uh, the secret ministries, which sounds like one of those like sordid cults Netflix oh, style sounds shows. Sounds like a Harry Potter the, novel. That's the, what I'm excited about. Yeah. The, the secret ministries of former Prime Minister Scott Morrison continue mm. to make headlines today. The government said it would adopt the recommendations of the Bell Inquiry to stop this ever happening again. But which former minister in Scott Morrison's cabinet? broke their long silence on the matter today, calling the move an extreme overreach. A, former Health Minister Greg Hunt. B, former Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. Or C, former Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews. Oh, well, I mean, it was, I know the answer, but I know how quizzes work. So you pretend you don't know the answer <laughs> and you're working towards it. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the guy who nobody's heard from for a while because he's he got a bit disgraced at the old uh, election. Frydenberg, eh? Oh, yes! Lovely to yes. hear from him again. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the former treasurer told veteran journalist Nikki Sava that he felt betrayed by the former Prime Minister's actions wow. and it would appear as if there had been no apology in return. So this is... This is some mean girls stuff on a federal level, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then because Scott Morrison did that Facebook post where he refused to say sorry. Well, he just didn't, did he? Yeah. They really have truly broken up now. Mm. Very well done, Veronica. Several uh, federal politicians, uh, Alex, have renewed their push to lower Australia's voting age to 16 this week. But where in the world was the voting age of 18 ruled discriminatory? and breached the human rights of young people this week? Was it A, Norway, B, the Netherlands, or C, New Zealand? I'll tell you what, it just did come up during my little uh, independent campaign at the election, uh, you know, talking to a few young people. They were a bit disappointed they got left out. And I think the courts in New Zealand sided with their young people and said, uh, yeah, that 18 was not a good cutoff. Ooh. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. Right, it's quite right. interesting because what I was... Sorry. Let me, get, let me get the sound effect out, mate. <laughs> Come on. Uh, classic politician in um, bloody question time there, just sh shouting over one another. But, yeah, wh why is 16 uh, considered right? Because when we were pontificating about it, I thought as soon as you start paying income tax, maybe that could be a time where uh, you get a bit of a say as to where your funds end up going. Yeah, in fact, uh, like earlier this week I interviewed uh, the Make It 16 campaign in New Zealand and they have this great little lines calling it, you know, taxation without representation, which is pretty mm. powerful. You know, she mm. put a very good argument on the, on the table. What do you think? Should 16-year-olds be em empowered with the most hallowed, uh, ritual of demo democratic uh, rights. It feels to me like it would just um, favour people who had kids because I would only ever have just done what my parents did, right? So it just means you get a double vote for a well, couple of years. I didn't think of it like that. But maybe that's probably not the case. Lots of 16-year-olds are like, 
Shut up, mom, or uh, whatever. There are a few people wandering in um, who openly said that they weren't taking their vote seriously and they were a lot older than 16. So yeah, sure, sure, there may be a couple of uh, couple of donkeys coming out from the 16-year-olds, but also, um, yeah, there's, that happens at every age, I think, these days as well. Would, would it end up a bit like the school council elections where a candidate gets up and says, I think we should have Fridays off and yeah. not have to wear uniforms <laughs> yeah. and play Halo? Yeah, lemonade from the bubbler. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay, Veronica, let's take off. Let's head around the world for some international news. A dopey story from India. Uh, Police in the state of Uttar Pradesh have had to explain to a court why they couldn't produce hundreds of kilos of seized cannabis. Now, they laid blame on, well, the tiny hands and feet of rats and rodents for supposedly eating almost 200 kilos. Whoa. What did the judge subsequently order? A, that each police station was to employ multiple cats to catch the rats. B, every single police officer in the state be drug tested weekly for the next two years. Or C, the remaining cannabis be auctioned off to research labs and medical firms. Um, I think uh, cats to get the rats uh, because that's the way we always go. You just got to, you know, if you want to get rid of one species, you just get uh, a bigger one that's going to cause a bigger problem. Then they'll need something else to eat the cats, dogs to eat the cats, and so on and so on. (laughs) Then then cane toads get brought in. Exactly. No. No. So, Alex, is it drug testing for all the cops in India or is it uh, auctioning off the remaining cannabis for research? Um... uh, They'd have to subject them to drug tests, maybe. So according to the BBC, the judge said the only way to protect the seized goods from such fearless mice, which sounds like an origin story of some sort of new (laughs) superhero movie, was to auction the drugs to research labs and medicine firms with the proceeds going to the government. So the government is effectively a weed dealer in India. And how long do they hang on to it? I'm not that's privy to all the details. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's all, weird. All, all I do is rhyme cats and rats. I can't. <laughs> I got nothing else. Well done. I tip my hat. <laughs> uh, about that. Yeah. With the scores leveled, Alex, to you, a question that is out of this world. Uh, I need Ooh. you to tell me who said this week people will be living and working on the moon by 2030. Was it A, NASA? B, Elon Musk, or C, Richard Branson? Um, NASA, Elon Musk, or Richard Branson? Okay, which one of those people would I want as my stepdad? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Call call me NASA, not daddy. You you know what? I'm going to go with NASA. Why? Because... Um, I've been seeing other people, well, particularly one of them, tweet lots of various different things, and I think that would be too easy. And I did hear that Joe Biden was interested in in Moon at one point. I reckon could be a little bit of a, a little bit of a red herring rocket Excellent. going up to the Moon. Excellent logic. Oh yes. NASA's lead on its current Orion moon mission, Howard Who, told the BBC, certainly in this decade we're going to have people living for durations, depending on how long we will be on the surface. So it depends on if you've got a return ticket and, you know, if you've got accommodation Mm. booked. Um, They will have habitats. Uh, There'll be rovers on the ground. We are going to be sending people down to the surface and they're going to be living on that surface and doing science. 
it's just not true. <laughs> it just won't happen. And plus I, it's making people feel like less anxious about climate change. I feel like we should remain anxious about planet A. That's a good point. Well, I tell you what, working up there, you'd be pretty stretched. You'd imagine yeah, going, to, going to work in a bloody moon commute. That would be very, very rough. Although for people who have to go down Punt Road in Melbourne, it'd probably be a bit shorter even. Mm. Hang on, hang on, hang on. NASA do research and the Indian government gave weed to research. Howard Who is definitely on the uh, Uttar Pratesh cannabis. That's an interesting statement. Uh, well, doing science. I saw a fact that the uh, Indian space mission, I think, to the moon cost less than the actual movie Gravity, uh, which was about being in space. So there's oh, a little... That's... Do I get a bonus point for that? <laughs> Someone fact check that. He could just make that up. I mean, it sounds good though, right? I thought he was going to make a joke about weed on the moon. That's what I was ready for. <laughs> And I was like, get me there. If you can come up with a fast fact now about anything at all, you can get a point, just to be fair. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I actually know lots of facts about uh, reef-related animals because of the show. Um, what's a great one? Uh, the stargazing fish uh, likes to weasel its way down into the sand and then it can spit this, like, oil stuff into the air and then it waits for um, fish to pass and then it quickly jumps up and grabs them. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to give it to her. Yeah. That was, trust, she was, trust all of Veronica's facts to be about reefer. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not reef, it's reefer. Ow. Okay, this is the Who Am I round, V. If you use up too many clues, you don't get many points. I never have a good way to describe this. But essentially, the more efficient you are with the clues, the more points you get. Okay. Who Am I? I was born in Europe, 1985. I'm 37. Oh, uh, Europe, 1985. So. Another okay, okay. three clues available to you, good self. Oh, I mean, that's uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I need another one. <laughs> I'm a professional footballer. Oh, what? I don't know stuff like this. Um, I don't. I I just know the name like Ronaldo. Oh. <laughs> what? In the parlance of the fourth grade, you have picked it like a dirty nose. The other clues were this week I walked out uh, on my principal employer in England and the, the last clue was in happier news, I also became the first male player to score at five different World Cups with my country uh, or my team team from the country, Portugal. Wow, okay, so that was what made it um, news related. That was made it, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, well done, me. <laughs> Stab in the dark. <laughs> First with the reef trivia, now pulling ahead in the points. Alex, it's up to you. Uh, who am wow, I? This is going to be tough, all right. I am not Cristiano Ronaldo. I was born in Queensland. I'm also 37 years of age, though. Oh, um, if, if I guess, do I get more guesses as we go along to get one guess per one? Or you got, I got to save it up. Uh, you've got to commit. You either got a really, I've got, a, really... I've got an umpire putting their middle finger to the air is the number one out there. So I might have to save my guess and go one more. Okay, I showed promise as an athlete at several sports at a young age. <laughs> a Queenslander, thirty-seven. Who do you showed know anyone like that? Sports. Anyone at all? Um, Matt O'Kine. Yes. 
some very impressive work tonight. Very efficient uh, clue handling. Of course, uh, the other clue was that I worked at many different sections of the Australian entertainment industry. And this week, the ABC announced I'm spearheading the reboot of the beloved TV show Mother and Son with Denise Scott, which yes. is going to be cracker. Yeah, that- isn't it? I need to familiarise myself with the original. Well, you had uh, Ruth Cracknell. Mm. Um, you had uh, Zepps. The uncle, uh, you had uh, Norman Gary McDonald. Gary McDonald. Um, yeah, and you do need to familiarise yourself with the old one because how else are you going to claim that the new one's so much worse without yeah. knowing? Yeah. The <laughs> I guess both people could do it anyway. But how about that? My, my podcast co-host did the news for that as well. Yeah. I thought if one of the clues was he's got a small bump at the uh, the very bottom of his back that one one could say is a tail. Um, uh, that that could be another fact that it probably would have led me over to. We did that on radio at one point. That is a pretty, <laughs> I would, wouldn't say fun fact, but it's certainly very interesting. You obviously know each other very intimately, which yes. is beautiful. Can I give you a fun fact about my body? I have a birthmark on my tummy and my bottom, same one exactly as my mum. Ah! Oh. Give me a point. What? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not allowed to say bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crazy though. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're matching. Yeah, like, we have matching bodies. That is wild. Hey. Amazing. Mm. Um, you are in the lead, so I didn't want to like give you too much. Help. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the music round. We take a few songs, we smash them together. They point to a story that has been in the news this week. Hence, the whole point of this quiz. Veronica, take a listen. Well, so I, 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 it's about a new story that's related to those three. Okay, let me um, talk you through the fact that it, this was the biggest news in ABC Kids where <laughs> I work. Uh, everybody very excited about this. Um, for the Thanksgiving parade, the Macy's one, if we're allowed to say that, um, there was a big balloon and it was of Bluey. <laughs> Impressive stuff. I mean, little old humble Bluey coming mm. out of your nation's public broadcaster, getting blown up to this X hundred times and marching in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, I think I never believed how big Bluey was overseas. You'd read the articles of people being like, oh, my kid now speaks with an Australian accent in America. And I'd be like, oh, it feels like just a couple of people. And then you go, <laughs> oh, wow. And like Fallon had, you know, the two main actors on. It was, it's pretty crazy. In fact, Dave McCormack and Melanie Zanetti uh, met for the first time. So the parents this yeah. week, the parents, Bluey's parents, Bandit and Chili, only, cause it's just recorded in isolation. So they met for the first time this week. Uh, pretty amazing. So, and they packed out, uh, was it Madison Square Garden with the live show? Incredible oh stuff. Goodness. Wild, yeah. I'll tell you what, forget investing in crypto. If you want to make some money, invest in stories about Australian cattle dogs. you got Red Dog, you got Bluey. Whoever's got the next one, it's a... It's, it's a, reef nobody, school, mate. Reef school. It's reef. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a dog underwater. I wouldn't like to see that at all. going to see a giant Terrifying. blown up Veronica Milsom being floated down... <laughs> The street. I love that. Alex, here are your musical clues. What story from the week do they allude to? Take a listen. I want to take you back. I got to show you. Aria, aria, aria. Everybody get up. 
got me feeling myself Now I put it on you Okay, bit of a musical story here, obviously, but also a bit of a story of celebration. What do you think it's about? Well, I heard I hadn't heard the first song before, but there was a little bit of an aria, aria, aria. Um, then there was a band, which is, I think, touring Australia in the next month. Five, they're coming with three members, uh, false advertising, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, and then I heard a little bit of uh, the Fresh Prince of Arnhem Land, Baker Boy. It can only be the Denzel himself taking up five arias. <laughs> yes. Baker Boy Incredible. lit up the ARIA Awards, five awards, including Album of the Year and Best Hip Hop Rap Release for his album, uh, Geller. Yeah, Ooh. I'd actually never, I hadn't listened to it before. This is what happens once you leave Triple J. I hadn't heard the full album, so I quickly listened to it this morning. I was like, whoop, catch up. <laughs> now you know what it, what it feels like to be me for the last 20 years. Yeah, sure. like, what is this on Triple J? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? It's just made up words and letters. Yeah. Uh, but always a pleasure to hear new music on the nation's public broadcaster. As I take out the genuine 1974 Casio calculator, little bit of paper at the top. Uh, it's actually a sound effect, but yeah. no surprises here. <laughs> the winner tonight. <gasps> come on, come on, on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Six points. Yes, 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 yes. Is Alex Dyson. What? <laughs> How did we manage that? Maybe the it was the moles that, that I marked you down for. No, you did not. You took off marks. Oh. It wasn't moles, it was birthmarks. You can have another one. Hey! <laughs> I, was, I planned my victory music. You win again from the very beginning. Very good. Uh, Alex, uh, you're cooking up all day breakfasts with Matt O'Kine whenever you, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Congratulations on taking out the RN Drive Friday quiz, my friend. Oh, thanks very much. I'm going to be uh, have a pep in my step going into our Monday morning pod with Matty. Now that he was a question in this, it's always very exciting. And V, uh, your latest podcast is about fast fashion called Threads and available now through the ABC Listen app. And uh, yeah, Reef School, starring some of Australia's most famous voices on ABC Kids TV. Can't wait for that to take over our household when it comes out. <laughs> Big balloon. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Great to see you both. Have a nice weekend. Bye. You too. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.